Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, NLP trainer and change agent here, and you're listening to episode 73 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast designed to support entrepreneurial couples, people in business partnership, and anyone looking for more tips, tools, and strategies to add to the quality of your life. So welcome to episode 73, entitled Recognizing Power Plays. I think that having the ability to recognize what kind of power game we're playing is so vital because if we you know if we're not aware that somebody is deliberately leveraging and positioning and taking advantage of us or we don't recognize it till it's too late then this can come at an extreme price and we're talking about power dynamics you know healthy and unhealthy power dynamics uh, both in personal relationships and in business I mean we only need one toxic person in the team to to really um, adversely impact um, the whole team as a whole Um, and certainly for some of us the cost of being in a personal relationship with somebody who's playing a very different power style game to us um, can be very very devastating so I thought I'd just Um, point out some of the red flags that can direct you towards "Mm, maybe I need to take a slightly closer look at what's going on here Um, because sometimes when we minimize what we're seeing um, or we listen to somebody's very soothing words and we want to believe their storyline we can be distracted away from what is actually going on and so this can really leave us uh, vulnerable and um, in a position where we can be taken advantage of. So as far as uh, recognizing uh, power plays, um, if we make two, two fairly um, uh, simplistic distinctions, let's say that, um, one is one way we can, we can do the power game is we can play power with. Power with means that we're happy to create mutual win-wins. We're happy to go after what we want, but certainly not at the exclusion or the expense of you. Um, I'm happy to share. I'm, I'm happy to create, you know, come from a place of, of a platform of equal respect. We'll share leadership. We'll share ideas. Um, we'll share control. We'll, we'll, and, and we'll create these joint win-wins. We'll foster mutual connection and mutual support. And, and that's fantastic. And most of us have a desire to kind of do that, be that in business or be that in our uh, personal relationships. However, some people um, rigidly play the power over game um, and they know we're playing power with and they use that against us. And power over is basically um, it means that somebody's always in the position above, you know, it, it consists of a one up and a one down dynamic. And so some people are always operating in a way that is in their best interest only, um, when they're very opportunistic, exploitive, and always looking to keep themselves in a position of control. They have no interest in necessarily, necessarily sharing control, 
Um, and they're going to be employing tactics that always tend to keep themselves in the one-up position. The power, power over game really is all about position um, and impression management and avoidance of responsibility and always keeping myself in a position of superiority and advantage over you. Um, and whatever consequence that uh, presents for you, well, the, too, too bad, so sad, so to speak. And when we don't recognize that some people um, have a predilection for combat and conflict and um, are almost aggressing towards us from the moment they meet and positioning us and looking for our vulnerabilities and how to get on top of us, then we can really, unfortunately, very quickly hand them all the leverage that they need. And so we have to be aware when certain behavioral dynamics appear and definitely appear consistently, okay, I need to stop and I need to take a bit of a closer look at what's going on here, um, especially when the person is very charming, they're very persuasive, um, and yet uh, their words say one thing and their behaviours do another. And we need to be looking at the behaviours and not being drawn into the words um, and recognising, am I dealing with someone who's playing power over, especially people who are playing that game very covertly because they're going to do everything they can um, to disguise the fact that they are aggressing, that they are pushing their own uh, agendas at the cost of everyone else because they've learned that if they can hide and mask their true intent, they're going to get more of what they want. If they can come about that in discreet, evasive and indirect ways, that works far better for them than, than coming front on. Some, some are more overtly aggressive um, and in some ways, even though that's confronting, at least you can see what you've got to deal with. It's the covertly predatory and aggressive people that, that can be really challenging, um, can be difficult to flush out and they can really create absolute chaos in business or in people's personal lives. Um, and if we continue to be unable to recognize, you know, we keep trying to play power with um, and they're playing power over, then, you know, we can, we can be, you know, really uh, annihilated at the most extreme uh, examples of this. You know, it can come at massive personal cost to your um, psychological welfare, to your um, finances, to your business, to your connections with others, because they can often work on isolating you um, as one of their methods. Um, then this can be a really, really painful experience to go through. Um, and if you have uh, been at the receiving end of that, because I've certainly had lots of experience in my life, then then certainly my, um, you know, my uh, my condolences. And all we can do is walk away, review and learn, and just be more mindful next time. Um, that there are people out there who who really. Um, are looking to exploit in any way possible. They've got very low degrees of social anxiety and social conscience. So, you know, they're not they're not responding to the same drivers. Um, they don't feel any compulsion to review their behaviour. And you know, why are they so um, predatorily aggressive? Well, it works for them, um, and they're very good at picking up our vulnerabilities and exploiting. Um, and adversely manipulating us through uh, th through those weak you know those weak spots or those vulnerable points that we have, um, and and not to mention you know placing themselves in the victim role while they victimise everybody else, but make it look as if they're the one being transgressed against. 
Um, so, you know, this can be very, very confronting and there are definitely people out there who, um, it's a spectrum. There are some people that are more toxic and deep into these dynamics than others and the most extreme you're not likely to come across often, um, but you are going to see elements of this uh, playing out and it's really important that we recognise what kind of game we're in um, uh, and how to respond accordingly. So what are some of the, um, the red flags potentially? Well, um, as I say, uh, our, our own internal feelings around this can be very, very helpful. Um, one of the things that sometimes happens is these, you know, these people can be very good at insulting us while looking like they're complimenting us. And, and so when, we, when somebody's, you know, giving us a compliment and yet somehow it stings, um, that's a good example to kind of to, to, to look at, you, you know, um, where we kind of go, oh, I, there was a backhanded compliment. Um, and if people consistently excel at backhanded compliments, if they seem to be able to really zero in and, and, and hit our vulnerabilities, but every time we say to them, hey, that, that, that really hurt, and the person pleads ignorance, oh, I'm, you know, well, I'm sorry you're so sensitive. Because um, that was certainly not, you know, they're going to call us overly sensitive rather than say, you know, well, I'm, I'm insensitive. No, they're going to put it back on us. When people consistently shift blame, they've always got justifications and good excuses. Um, one uh, indication of this sometimes is, is they will offer a justification even before it's asked. You know, that, that will give you a, an insight that, you know, when you get the feeling this, I feel like this person is kind of positioning me. They always appear to be their own PR company. They've always got a good rationalization for why things didn't work out. And it's certainly not because of them. Um, if they're going to drive us or throw us under the bus, they'll do that in a public for, forum where we kind of feel like we've had our, our knees taken out from under us but we don't feel comfortable enough to challenge that because we're in public. Um, whereas they can be very skilled at bringing up in a group. Well, you know, the reason that that idea didn't work was because I, I think that was, that was because that was your idea, wasn't it actually? Um, you know, and I, and I actually said, I didn't think that would work, but never mind. Uh, look, we'll move on from there. Um, and, and they're, they're not likely to come, uh, directly at us, um, one-to-one -one, they're always going to have they're always going to avoid um uh, you know if we're asking for direct answers they're going to try to avoid that they're going to change the topic they're going to feign kind of indignation oh what are you talking about here i am trying to do the best for the team and you're trying to paint me as the bad guy i can't believe you do that to me um and so everything seems to be every every time we feel like we've got um, a valid point to bring up they will turn that back on us. They will trigger our shame and our guilt. They'll, you know, they'll call us overly sensitive. Um, they'll mock our understanding of the situation, you know, and again, you know, and there's all these kinds of uh, gaslighting tactics that go on that leave us um, kind of going, well, I thought I had a good interpretation of what was going on and yet this person is dismissing it. Um, again, one strategy they're likely to, to use is they're going to deny. Um, and that's not because they aren't aware. They're absolutely aware of what's going on, but it does not serve their purposes 
to have things brought out into the open. So they're going to deny certain things very comfortably. If they need to lie to cover things up, they will. There's no sort of compunction about that if they're quite extreme in that um, uh, kind of power um, over dynamic. Um, you, you feel as if key pieces of information are being left out and they only come up when it makes you look stupid or um, um, inept. Um, so if we're talking about in a business dynamic, these are the people that consistently hold off on key pieces of information. Um, they never get what we need to us on time, but there's always a good excuse for that. Um, they can go around and white ant us to others, um, uh, you know, so that, uh, again, this is all about positioning. And if you do come at them in a more direct manner, they'll have some exit strategies already available. They're very, very skilled at being evasive. Um, if they're giving us kind of um, uh, compliments um, with a veiled insult behind it, it's, it's always one of those things where you feel a little, a little barb, but if you try to call it out, it's so subtle that they can disappear behind. Oh, oh, no, no, you you misinterpreted that. You're, you're you're being a bit delicate, I think, around that. That was certainly never my intention. So it, we're looking at kind of overall. Where do I feel like our dynamics going? Do I feel like I'm always being positioned? Do I feel like I'm always being worked? Um, do I feel as if you know our dynamic, our relationship seems to be it's almost like a soap opera. We're lurching from one misunderstanding to another. We're lurching from one crisis to another. And again, when we call them to account on things, they either become um, combative. Um, you know, sometimes when we say, oh, the person got really worked up, they became really defensive. Actually, um, their uh, aggression is probably not a defense. It's probably an offense. I'm I'm becoming offensive because what it will make you reluctant to do is approach me again. Oh my God, I can't believe that you'd say that about me or you'd think that I would do something like that. That's, ah, oh, uh, gee, I, I, I'm flabbergasted. I don't know what to say to that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm so deeply hurt that you would accuse me of such a thing. Um, and again, we, we, can, we can do that. Why? Because we're conditioning people to back off from us. Um, we want you to stop challenging us directly. And so we're going to be doing things that inevitably push you into or, or, or make you feel uncomfortable. It gets harder and harder to approach the person because you go, oh, either they're going to lose it or um, they're going to sulk. Um, but again, you know, we can't allow ourselves to be conditioned into exactly what they want, which is for us to step away and not call them to accountability. Um because, uh, you know, we've got to be able to still step forward, have those challenging conversations and, and hold to it. Don't let them evade. Don't let them um, uh, avoid the topic. Keep them and, and get them to a point of consistency. Because if we can be drilling down on certain behaviours and certain consistent things, then what we're looking for is, is the false promises, the lack of follow through, um, this person has been saying they're going to do that job for, you know, six months now and it still isn't done. And every time we try to bring it up, they've got some excuse, they've got some justification, they become defensive or, as I say, offensive about it. Um, and then we back away again. And then when we offer to take over, um, they become extremely offended. No, this is my project and I'll get it done. How, you know, how, you know, no way. No, this is mine. So, 
I won't make any progress on it, but I won't surrender it either. And so some of these dynamics, uh, again, mean that we're looking at, um, we're starting to look at the behaviours and we're starting to look at behaviours over a period of time. It's like putting puzzle pieces together. Um, we can all miss a deadline. We can all forget to hand over a crucial piece of information. We can all sometimes um, over-respond to something. You know, we're not talking about uh, occasional um, uh, moments where we perhaps don't shine or respond as resourceful as we like. We're talking about a consistent response by an individual and, like I said, getting a sense of what what's the motivation for them behind this? Is this is this you know consistently? Do I walk away from my interaction with this person feeling less than and and having and and them feeling superior to me? You know, like I said, that that's a real indication of what's what's our consistent kind of takeaway? What's our real felt sense around these dynamics? Um, uh, do we feel like we're constantly being positioned? Do we feel like we're constantly in the lower position? Um, do we feel like this person is unable to take accountability for anything? Um, are we finding that it's just roadblock after roadblock? Are we the one who's constantly pursuing this person for intimacy or for information or for direction? Um, these kind of consistent themes, if, if we're extracting that sort of meaning from the consistent behaviours we're seeing, then we really need to start looking very deeply at, okay, um, you know, what's going on here? Um, and is this person operating in a way that's really for their own advantage and no one else's? Um, um, or, um, and, and what do we do about that? Because some of the key things here is confront the behaviours um, and, and don't be distracted um, or drawn away from that or put on the defensive or blamed for something else, you know, again, these people can be experts at evasion, experts at taking us down tangents, stick to um, the, the main point of the conversation, getting um, something that's sensorily measurable uh, between the two of you that goes, for example, that report needs to be done by 4 p.m. next Monday. Um, and then if it's not in by then, we will be taking alternative action. But you've got till then to get it done, otherwise we're going to have somebody else take that project over. Um, and they won't, that's, it's, you know, so we're calling account, we're calling directly, when we're calling accountability, we're using directly measurable tangents so that, again, we can't, they can't deviate off in justifications and, and clouds of, of toxic logic that only support them. Um, and, uh, and they can't evade. Uh, responsibility um, that way. It's just simply, here's the deadline, here's how it needs to look when it's completed, um, and, you know, end of story. Um, that way, if, if needs be, we're, we're flushing them out, um, because like I said, you know, if we're more covertly aggressive, then the way we do that is we hide, you know, we, we hide our aggressions. Um, Passive aggression is different. Covert aggression is where we're very active, but in very subtle, discreet ways. Um, we can be the bullet maker, but we'll get somebody else to be the bullet firer, so to speak. Passive aggression is where we just simply are inactive, and, and that's how we aggress. Um, you know, I just don't get it done. 
um, or I just forget um, consistently to do things. Um, and I'll say, oh, I'm so sorry, I, I just forgot. Whereas, um, you know, because passive aggression, aggression can be very effective too um, in just stalemating and stalling everything. Um, and as I say, feigning behind the idea of forgetfulness rather than, no, I didn't want to do it, so I didn't. Um, and again, it can be difficult to call. But if consistently over time we're seeing patterns of, like I said, um, um, one roadblock after another, um, one, f um, you know, things not getting completed, um, a sense of, we're, you know, we've always got this kind of, nothing's ever easy between us. Um, these sorts of indications, are, you know, really, like I said, really do say, okay, we, we need to get some accountability in the relationship. We, we need to flush out where, um, you know, uh, do we have the opportunity to go forward in a consistent kind of way? Um, is everybody able to step up and take accountability and responsibility for their side of the dynamic? Um, so like I said, when, when in doubt, look at the behaviours, look at the pattern of behaviours, and if we're calling anything out, we're calling things out on behaviour. Um, you know, because bad behaviour is bad behaviour. It doesn't matter um, necessarily what that, the driver behind that bad behaviour was. Um, I can have plenty of excuses as to why I behaved poorly. Um, and we all drop the ball once in a while. We're not talking about that, but if we're talking about consistently, patterns of consistently um, irresponsible um, um, or, or toxic behavior or consistently forgetful behavior that puts us at an extreme disadvantage, if we're sensing a pattern of that over a period of time, then regardless of what the motivation is behind it, we need to call it to account and address it um, and in whatever way we do. Um, so as I say, main thing is when in doubt, don't listen to the words, don't listen to the excuses. What are the behaviours consistently saying? Um, so I hope this episode again offers some, some food for thought. This is, this is a massive area, one that I'm deeply passionate about. There's so much more that we could go into in this particular area, but I really think that um, <clears throat> it's an important topic to, to bring up and it's an important topic to be aware of as far as going forward and creating productive, um, mutually respectful relationships and recognising that some people actually have no interest in that. Um, and if we can flush that out quickly, then we can do whatever we need to do um, relative to that. Um, and we're spending our time with people that really lift us up help us achieve our goals, not, you know, claim to lift us up, but while simultaneously tearing us down. So thank you for listening to today's episode. As always, I hope it's given you some food for thought. Um, if you want to uh, know anything more about this, then by all means, um, visit the website, emergencetraining.com.au. Um, if you're listening, um, uh, as always, thank you to those of you who've been following the show right the way through my deepest gratitude. And if you're just joining us, well, welcome. I um, hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to support the program, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe, and leave a five-star rating because it makes it easier for other people to uh, find the show. Um, you can also find me on Podbean and Stitcher. 
and the podcast series is also available for access at the website. And there's also the YouTube uh, channel that I do, looks at some of the, the uh, same kinds of uh, dynamics, um, uh, the relationship resourcing series, Sean Healy on YouTube. And you're welcome to reach out, contact me if there's anything you'd be interested in doing an episode on. Like I said, my as I've said before, my primary interest is in creating, looking at our relationship dynamics that work, that work both in terms of getting mutually um, beneficial results, helping us to get us what we want, but also helping to foster healthy connections between between ourselves and others. How do we how do we have better conversations? How do, how do we become more effective in our lives? These are the things that really sort of interest me, and um, um, both in terms of our personal relationships and our business relationships. So, you know, I'm really, really passionate about these kinds of things and getting these resources out there. And there's some amazing, amazing uh, people out there doing some wonderful work around this. I think it's a very exciting time um, to, to be in self-development because there's so many people doing such wonderful things um, and such an opportunity for us to get the kind of education and support that we need to really achieve those goals in life. So thank you again for listening to the episode and uh, until next time, bye for now.